rebuilds tech skills program for Europe, Middle East, and Africa. My name is Antonia, and I'm a data scientist at AWS, and I'm also one of your hosts for today. And with me today is my co-host, Vicky. Would you like to introduce yourself, please, Vicky? Yeah, thank you so much, uh, Antonia. Hi, everybody, and welcome. I am uh, Vicky Graciano, and I am a solutions architect based in Amsterdam. I'm so happy for being here in front of the camera again. Perfect. Yeah, and before getting started, for those of you who join us for the first time, this show is only a few months old. Maybe we're turning one in a, in a, in a few uh, days. And the SheBuilds Tech Skills program is designed to offer hands-on workshops, demos, and discussions around technical skills, specifically focusing on our current and potential future female builders. Talking about discussions, feel free to ask all your questions that you have in the chat and our speakers and uh, the co-hosts will be very happy to answer those. And we'll, in case you've missed any of our past episodes, we're also uploading all episodes to YouTube um, in case you want to check them out as well. But back to today's episode. So Vicky, who do we have with us today? Yeah, well, uh, today we have very special two guests uh, from a region that we haven't had guests before. And that has been mentioned a lot recently, so we are going to discuss that briefly uh, in a minute. They are both public sector essays in Madrid. Um, personally, I'm so happy for having them uh, here today because I started together my AWS journey with them uh, almost two years ago, close to two years ago. So uh, thank you so much, Irene and uh, Christina, for being here in this show. Maybe you can introduce uh, yourselves. Uh, thank you, Vicky. I'm super happy for being here. Uh, thank you for, for the opportunity. Yeah, as, as you said, I'm Solutions Architect based in Madrid. I've been here for a long time now, working with customers. Um, and yeah, looking forward for, for today. Thank you. And nice to, nice to meet you, everyone. It's great to be here. My name is Cristina. I'm a Solutions Architect based in Madrid, working with uh, public sector customers all across Europe, Middle East and, and Africa, especially in Spain due to, to the language, obviously. And yeah, I mean, very, very happy to, to share with you today some, some cool stuff about security. Nice. Nice. And uh, just uh, before starting with uh, this exciting uh, topic, uh, we would like to share some announcements that uh, are uh, very important. So, because exactly one of them is from your region. So, uh, this month we have announced uh, two new regions in Europe. The first one was announced uh, at the beginning of the month, the Zurich region in Switzerland. So, we are covering that area as well. And just last week we announced the Spain uh, region. So perfect timing, girls, to discuss uh, about that. Uh, we have heard and we have read a lot in, in the news, but uh, we would like to know more from your side. You are in Madrid. Uh, how have you lived the announcement of this new region? Yeah, sure, Vicky. So the announcement has been great. It's something that customers waited a long time to have, and now it's finally here. It happened just last week, so it's very recent. And now and I'm, now we're very happy because customers will be able to have their applications in Spain. And especially for, for public sector customers, they have some, some specific requirements to you know keep the data inside the country, so data residency requirements. And now they will be able to, to meet those requirements, uh, those requirements by having 
uh, yeah, data and workloads inside Spain. So yeah, pretty exciting news for, for all of us. Nice. And I guess that for you in public sector, this, yeah. this is perfect, right? Yes. Nice. Nice. And uh, also I, I saw some celebrations. Is that uh, true happen? It was just like, uh, okay, we have a new region or how was that? Yeah, so we've had a few sessions in the office with some uh, Amazon swag and food to share and balloons. So, so yeah, it's been it's been fun. We we've uh, had a lot of sessions, you know, on how to uh, understand this new region, how to talk to customers about it, and and yeah, it it has somehow um, strengthened our relationship between uh, yeah Madrid office and also other offices in Spain. Awesome. Glad to hear that you enjoyed some tapas, the typical Spanish way of, of celebrating. But um, back to today's topic. So the topic is called uh, security, a top priority for us, probably also for our customers. Um, so maybe do you want to shed some light? Is the cloud really secure? That's a question that I hear a lot from my customers. And why is security a top priority? Yes, so this question indeed uh, comes a lot. And we have to say security is really the top priority for AWS and our customers. So everything starts from security. And we have something called the shared responsibility model. So very mm -hmm. important. This um, states that AWS is responsible for the security of the cloud. This means all the infrastructure where customers can run their applications. So the, the physical stuff, if we could say that. So hardware, part of the software, the networking, all that would be our responsibility. But then part of the responsibility remains on the customer side. That's what we say uh, security in the cloud. So that would be what do they actually run on the cloud, their data, their workloads. And then depending on the services customers choose, right? Because we have uh, Amazon EC2, for instance, our virtual machine server on the cloud. So in that case, the customer will be in charge of the operating system, the patching, and obviously the, the data. But then we have what we call the abstracted services that uh, really make things easier for the customer. So they have to manage less like like um, less management tasks such as uh, Amazon S3 or object storage service where they really like the responsibility of the customer is really to manage their data and for example encrypt it if they wish to do so but on the all the underlying security will be our responsibility and here um, I would like to add that the security uh, as top priority is that AWS is actively running um, sessions to improve the security posture of our customers. So for instance, in, in the team Irene and I belong, in the past few months, we've reached out to many customers on a one-to-one -to, -one to help them improve this, their security posture. And also we've run webinars and, and activation days, which are um, deep dives on, on specific security services with workshops. And, and we are like very open to, to hear about our customers and their specific use cases and help them improve their, their posture. Nice. Um, 
So when you mentioned uh, security, well, uh, maybe uh, do you know which are the most common uh, attacks uh, that we experience on the cloud? Yeah, so um, um, as we have seen during these past years from our customers and in, in the cloud environment, the most common threats um, given the exposure, the exposure of their workloads to the internet is the denial of service attacks. Uh, even distributed denial of service attacks, also um, credentials stolen, maybe the credentials to access their AWS accounts, the resources, those credentials are stolen by someone. They can then access your data, even delete all your data, blackmail you for that if you don't have, uh, or even you can lose it if you don't have the proper backup, backups and, and security measures. Also, um, we have seen that the main, one of the important main threats are the misconfiguration. So human errors that you, uh, maybe our customers are not aware that they should follow um, some best practices like granting the least privilege and they give permissions open to everyone. Uh, there could be some bad uh, people within the, within the company, for example, and they do bad things on the resources. And even mining of, crypto, of cryptocurrencies, we have seen uh, some customers they identify that their compute usage uh, increased a lot for months. They wasn't able. They weren't able to identify why. And then, after some months, they realized that someone, someone internal, was uh, mining some cryptocurrency. So that is also a, a kind of attack. So we will see later how can we avoid these these attacks. Uh, we will have a demo, so we need. So yeah, those. I will say that those are the main the main threats. And you've mentioned that human errors most of the times are uh, uh, the, the um, root cause for, for security leaks. Um, and I suppose that also for our AWS customers, it's completely overwhelming. Where shall we start? There are so many different services. There are so many different attacks and different security concerns. So where do you, where, where, where shall we start um, to, to make uh, security top priority for, for our customers? Yeah, so this is also a question that we get a lot because indeed there are a lot of services out there, but we see this as a positive thing. It's great that we have a lot of services because each of them will tackle one specific need, will have one specific function. So we we achieve that granularity when we when we work, when we operate in the cloud. So when we think about security in the cloud, we need to think of six areas, six of them. So first one is identity and access management. So it's who can access what. Second one is infrastructure protection. So here we could think of a firewall, for instance, but not only that, of course. Then we would think of data protection. This is mostly related with encryption, but not only that. Then we would think of detection, so analyzing what's going on, the logs, for instance, and then seeing if there is some unusual pattern there. Then when we have detected something, we have incident response. So how do we respond to what we have identified? There is something unusual, how do we respond? Or if we identify an attack or something, we need to have a reaction, right? And then the final one is compliance. So in case there is some regulations to be met, such as GDPR, so that is also to be considered. So these six areas must be taken into account. And then, okay, how, how to start? Um, well, we have 
tools in the AWS console that make um, this, this, these areas like easier to, 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 to identify. One of them I would like to mention is a trusted advisor. So this tool will run checks in many aspects. One of these aspects is security. And it can tell you, for example, hey, you have exposed a uh, S3 bucket uh, publicly, for example. So you will know, oh, okay, maybe this shouldn't be happening. Let's do something. And then we have a, another tool, which uh, eSolutions e Architects, we, we use a lot. It's called the Well-Architected Tool. So it, it basically, it has, okay, many, many pillars with recommendations on how to run um, following best practices in the cloud. One of these pillars is security. So the tool will show you several questions of all these six areas I mentioned. You will respond to these questions based on the workloads that you run. And then you will get recommendations on all of these questions. So, so you make sure that these six areas are covered and that you're safe. And then obviously uh, in AWS, account management team, solutions architects, and all documentation, we are available to, to help customers move forward. Nice. I, I think that uh, you mentioned um, one of the areas is compliance. And I think uh, we can take the time to answer one of the audience uh, questions that it's indeed related also to uh, the announcement of the region in Spain. So they ask uh, in regards of compliance, what were the problems that customers faced before, uh, for instance, in public sector? I don't know if you can uh, share uh, a little bit about that. Um, yeah, sure. I, I wouldn't say... Uh... A problem, um, but what what usually happens is that uh, some of the customers believe that only for being in AWS they will let's say meet automatically some some of the compliance requirements. And here I go back to the shared responsibility model, right? Because um, it's, it's it's very important to 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 clarify that security and compliance it's a two side. Um, responsibility. So we in AWS, we offer all types of documents, guidance, and, and ways to meet compliance requirements. But it, it is each customer who needs to identify which regulations are needed for them and how they can build uh, upon that in AWS. One example would be, as I, as I shared at the beginning, some customers need to maintain the data within the country or within the European Union. And now with a new region, okay, other European regions, well, they can. Nice. So that, that's the, uh, the answer. And it's a very important point. And uh, again, perfect timing for, uh, for the region. Uh, and always coming from the public sector, I, I guess you have uh, nice stories uh, to share. So uh, thank you. So um, yeah, you, you are already discussing about uh, different uh, threats that we can experience, uh, how to be aware of uh, what's going on in our infrastructure. Um, but how can we really improve the, the security, right? Uh, do you have some services in mind that can be used out of all these uh, different areas that you mentioned? It? Yeah, so as Christina said, we have many services, but uh, they are there because they have and a specific use case for each customer. So it will depend what the customer's needs and or what they want to achieve. 
But um, I would say we have four services that we consider quick wins. They are really easy to enable, uh, really easy to configure, and it will provide you a, a big security security layer. So uh, the first one is Amazon Guard Duty. Is the the one that we always recommend to every customer because it's independent of their specific use case. It is basically a tool that detects uh, threats. So it will continuously monitor your account, all the resources in your AWS account, or even if you have several accounts uh, under the same AWS organization, it will monitor everything. It will detect um, malicious activity, anomalous behavior. So for example, if someone is trying to do some uh, attacks on your account or is accessing uh, from somewhere that is not commonly accessed by. So it will help you um, uh, detect those and then you can take some actions. So we will see more in detail that with uh, demo with Christina. And then another service uh, really uh, use is the AWS WAF, so the web application firewall. Almost every customer that has a web application uh, that is exposed to the internet, they add this um, web application firewall to, to it. So you can block all the traffic at the application layer. So you can block um, bots requests, for example, requests for common um, bad IPs, so malicious IPs and anonymous IPs. Um, there are some predefined rules that you can you can really see activate. And we will also uh, show you a demo after, so you can see more 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 of it. And then the other two the other two services that we also recommend is Config. They are also very, very common, uh, AWS config. This is basically uh, when you have several people launching resources in your account or even in your uh, different account accounts um, on your organization, uh, maybe the administrator want to keep a predefined configuration and maybe receive some, some alert if someone is not, uh, I don't know, maybe they created an S3 packet with, um, uh, with access to the internet, and this is not that this is not what you what you want. You will receive an, an alert. So you create a config rule, and you receive an alert whenever something is not as you as you um, defined previously. And then the other service is Secrets Manager. Uh, this is really useful for storing database passwords, for example, API keys, SSH keys. So for all these secrets that you may have on your on your application. Uh, you create the secret, it will this service will automatically encrypt it. Uh, you, can, um, uh, you can activate the rotation of these credentials. So for example, every uh, month, every three months, this is a good practice, a practice to rotate your credentials. Uh, so this service will help you managing this secrets, password, um, and keys. So we have many more, but uh, I will say these four are the most, the most um, Useful, useful one for different type of use cases. Awesome, perfect. Yeah, I guess we wouldn't be a She Builds Tech Skills episode if there wouldn't be any uh, hands-on workshop. And I guess since you already said uh, how we can get started with uh, security in the cloud, I think you've prepared a demo for us, correct? Yes, I'm gonna start by sharing uh, with you the service Guard Duty. Mm -hmm. um, can you confirm that you see my screen? Okay, perfect. So here I am in the AWS console. You might be familiar with it. I am in Ireland region and I'm gonna navigate to the service uh, guard duty. I have for this simulation, a couple of EC2 instances running. So a couple of virtual machines and I have run 
yeah, again, for this demo purpose um, simulation. So guard duty can detect some threats, right? So here you see on the guard duty panel, some of guard duty findings. So I'm gonna zoom out a little bit. So there is, uh, for example, EC2, brute force attack, cryptocurrency, uh, unauthorized access, SSH, brute force, brute force uh, several um, yeah, threats of our EC2 instances. Then um, you have in this panel also the severity of these findings, so they are categorized. And here I'm going to show you one that it's uh, that yeah that Irene spoke a little bit before. So what happens if we have this cryptocurrency? Here we get all the information. Guard duty is telling us that this EC2 instance is querying a domain name that is associated with Bitcoin-related activity. So we get all the information regarding this threat. It's a high severity. It's located in Ireland region. Here we have a little bit more of information about that, the resource affected, instance details, instance type, uh, yeah, tagging, network uh, information. Here we get, for instance, that it's a UDP protocol um, and yeah, many other key points. But then the interesting thing is to actually go to the resource, right? So we know that this resource is, let's say, dangerous. Um, so when we go to the EC2 instance panel, this is directly the, the instance that is uh, a threat. So if I go here, I get all details about this instance and how to mitigate this, right? That would be the question. So here we could think of limiting, for example, outbound traffic through uh, modifying the security groups. And we could also think of limiting this traffic um, on a subnet level by using uh, access control lists, right? So that would be uh, an example. Then if I go back to other findings, there is also another functionality that can scan for malware. So here we have uh, an example of also an EC2 instance that has been infected. Um, and then there are very, yeah, very cool functionalities, I would say, because here, for instance, we can define a list of IP addresses that we trust, a list of IP addresses that we know they're safe. So it's not necessary that guard duty um, you know, generate findings for them. And then the opposite, we can have here a list of IP addresses that we know they're dangerous. So we want guard duty to uh, be aware of that and to generate findings to protect. Then the service also allows S3 protection. Again, S3 is our uh, object storage service, EKS for customers using um, our service for Kubernetes, malware protection and in accounts, this is also very interesting because it integrates with AWS organizations in case you're using that for your multi-account strategy. And yeah, just a, a brief remark, it's a regional service. So if, if you want to uh, enable it, you need to enable it per account and per uh, region. And then um, to end just this overview of the service, if we go to usage, 
here it's a demonstration so it's a, I would not say it's too accurate but this is where you would have an estimation of uh, the cost of the service um, and also this breakdown by data source because guard duty to show the findings it takes data from all these uh, places right so cloud trade logs VPC flow logs DNS logs s3 data events Kubernetes and malware protection. So all these are sources of information for guard duty to generate fund findings. And with that said, uh, I would like to, to give the word to my, my colleague Irene that will show you the uh, well-architected, uh, sorry, the, the, the web application firewall. Maybe, maybe just a quick question, uh, Christina. Uh, this is the, the console uh, about the findings. Is there a way uh, or different options uh, that we can receive like notifications or we can be, or we should be looking the interface to know what's going on? Yes, indeed, this service can be integrated with uh, notification services such as uh, SNS. And then it can also be integrated with, for example, Lambda functions that can actually trigger actions based on these findings. So actually that is, the whole point so once we detect these threats to act upon them so it, it it's it's possible to integrate integrate the service with others to mitigate nice nice perfect thank you okay so we can see now the WAF uh, demo let's see okay uh, one second. Okay. So I have created, uh, I have already created a web application firewall in my AWS account. So I go to the WAF and seal uh, service. I open the console and you can see here uh, my my WAF. It's called test WAF. So I can associate my web application firewall to different resources. Uh, if I go here to associated AWS resources, I can select either an API gateway an application load balancer, cognito user pools, and AppSync. And also, um, it can be added into a CloudFront distribution, but you have to go directly into the CloudFront service in order to add your, your AWS WAF. In this case, I have two application load balancers um, associated with my WAF. So the next step will be creating some, some rules. So if I go to the rules tab, I can you can see here that I have several rules already created with different priorities. So let's create a new one. Let's see the options to do that. So we click here on add rules. We can create our own rules. So for example, we can create an IP set. Uh, so we choose the IP set as we have to, to create it first, select the source IP, the IP address, and define the action. So allow. Uh, block these IPs, just count them, maybe to to get some action after, and um, uh, display a captcha or um, create a challenge. And we can also um, customize the response. We can create also not only for IPs, but general rules. So for example, we can inspect from the request, the country it is originated, the IP address, uh, the cookies, the URI path, the body, then select uh, select an action. So if this matches the statement that we define, 
then we add some actions so we can block, we can maybe allow just uh, the cookies or the IP re um, the request coming from a specific country, for example, we can allow them and the other will be blocked and as well customize the response and add some, some labels. And then we, if we already have a rule group, so a, rule, uh, a set of rules, we can also add them um, here. So that would be if we want to create our own rules, but uh, we can leverage the rules that are already created by, by our security team. So they are really useful. I would suggest start with, with those ones. So uh, here on add managed rule groups, you will see a list of them. So AWS managed rule groups, the, one, the ones created by our security team, but also for our partners, our security partners. So for example, from a cybersecurity cloud or for Fortinet, and you can read here more about what this rule does. And you can uh, click here to subscribe in the AWS marketplace. This is where we can uh, subscribe and, and use the solutions created by our partners. So we can either choose um, this partner solution or AWS Manage or both of them. So the AWS Manage rule groups, we have here the account takeover prevention uh, and to enable to enable it, you just have to click here and it will be automatically um, activated or the bot control. Uh, it's the one that I that I have already. Uh, you can see here more information about it, um, a, subscri a subscription fee that you have to pay for this for this service. And then there are some free rule groups that uh, they didn't have. They don't have any additional fees. So just for you pay for having the rule and for all the requests I inspected with um, like these rules, so for example, admin protection, so rules that allow you to block external access to expose uh, admin pages, Amazon IP reputation list, so this group contains rules that are based on Amazon threat intelligence, so uh, IPs that um, we know that they are not um, um, very good. Anonymous IP list, core rule set, this is very useful as well. Uh, then some rules based on a specific operating system like Linux or even POSIX uh, for a specific applications like PHP, uh, for SQL databases, for injection attacks, uh, Windows and WordPress applications. So then once you click and select uh, which rules you want to add, um, it will start uh, blocking your, your request. Then, Another interesting feature is the bot control that I have enabled, as, as I said before. Uh, here on the bot control section, we can either explore the account takeover prevention, but in this case, I just have the bot control enabled. So let's see what, what is happening in, um, in my WAF. So if I expand it to one week, I can see here uh, how many requests uh, from bots were blocked during this week. So 3.86% of the requests were bot requests uh, and they were blocked. I can see here um, throughout the time uh, what happened with all those um, requests. And then we can see here the bot category, browse some bot activity, and then an interesting, an interesting information coming from the bot control is here. So this is the overview panel. Uh, we will have here an aggregate of all the rules that are um, that are active on my on my AWS WAF and how they are being uh, triggered. 
and we can see here the requests, some samples of requests from the past three hours. So for example, um, I receive from this specific source IP to this URI from uh, this specific country, and it was allowed. My WAF was configured to allow this one, but there could be some blocks, as you can see here. Uh, the rule that was triggered was uh, bot control rule set, so it identified uh, this request as a bot, so it blocked, the, the WAF blocked them. This was coming from US, uh, okay, so we can see from different uh, countries and the endpoint of, of the request. So this is very useful to easily block this type of bots if we don't want to have them requesting our application. Uh, also for denial of service, this is, this is quite useful. So we have here the overview, the rules, bot control, the associated database resources, but we can also customize the response body, so the HTML to solve to the to the requester uh, when a request is blocked, for example, and then do some logging and, and monitoring here with the all the metrics that uh, we have from the from the WAF. Um, yeah. Thank you, Irina, for for the demo. We also have a question from one of our viewers. Um, he or she is interested uh, in the following question. How does it use an ACL instead of security group if it's security at an instance um, and not a VPC service? Yeah, so here I'd like to, to clarify that you should still configure your security groups defining the protocols, the uh, yeah, the, the, the IPs, like you, you should still configure your security groups, you should still configure your subnet access control lists, and the web application firewall is an additional layer of security, okay, that you would configure whether on the load balancer or in the, uh, or in a CloudFront distribution. So it's, mm -hmm. it's like an extra layer of protection for, on the application uh, level. So it's not like whether you do ACL, whether you do security group, whether you do WAF, you do everything and you'll be uh, more, more protected. Yeah, so then it's going to be your top priority. <laughs> yes. Awesome. So again, we're running over time. Half an hour is always too short uh, for, for these sessions. But I think, Vicky, we have some exciting episodes or events planned ahead, correct? You are still on mute. <laughs> As always, that couldn't uh, list. Okay, so um, let's discuss about the the uh, most exciting event of the year, which it is Reinvent uh, 2022, happening in Las Vegas on site uh, in Las Vegas. So if you are not able to attend a Reinvent in person, don't worry. You can register for the free virtual access where you are gonna be able to view the keynotes, uh, leadership sessions, and gain access to the sessions on demand after the event has finished. So that's happening uh, next week. It starts on Monday. So also take a, or keep an eye on this Twitch uh, channel, AWS, because the entire week we are gonna be streaming uh, about Rainbend. So I think that uh, it will be a very exciting, um, exciting week. And uh, yeah, let's let's uh, discuss that and new announcements uh, next year because it will be uh, very very excited. 
And you're going to be there in person, correct? All right, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I will be attending, and also Belisa, which is our other uh, co-host of uh, Shibil's episode. Uh, both we are going to attend. We are going to do even an um, interview also for the Shibil's um, show. So let's see how that's uh, going on. And yeah, happy to share after the event uh, what's going on with. Vegas and she builds all, all the announcements. So I'm so excited as well uh, about this. Hopefully everyone is also excited. And uh, just before closing the session, also we just share some uh, links in the comment section. So if you are still interested to know more about the security topic and uh, start playing a little bit and uh, how to improve the security in your workloads, um, our guests share some uh, links that can be useful for you. So just uh, take them, uh, copy and paste to avoid uh, forgetting after this session. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's all. And, and well, we are not sad, but uh, this is the last episode of this year for us, uh, for the Shipbuilds episode, because we are going to be taking some uh, very well-deserved time off. So uh, hopefully that all of you can take also this time off and coming back on January 24. Uh, so uh, enjoy your holidays and join us in 2023. So thank you so much, uh, guests, uh, Irene, Christina, for uh, having here a very interesting topic around uh, security. Uh, thank you so much, Antonia, also for co-hosting this uh, session with me. And uh, I don't know if there is something else you would like to uh, to add. I would say enjoy reInvent. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Gareth. Thank you so much, uh, everybody.